Hi, this is Jyoti Birdie, and joining me today is West Indies legend Sir Clive. Welcome to 98 Not Out, Mr. Supercat. Um, you've won three amazing World Cups in 1975 and, well, 1975 and 79, and you've reached the final in 83. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no congratulations on the win last week. How did you feel? Well, it was quite ecstatic because, um, you know, I wrote a piece in the Daily Mail the week before telling him that this this is going to change, to be a changing of the guard, and the guys will will um, put up a, be, uh, uh, a a very good fight. Yeah. And then and there wouldn't be a pushover. And um, and and I I I I use the phrase that they're going from PM to AM, <laughs> a dawn a dawn of a new era, and they and they've lived up to it. I think they. The problem that they had in the past was they batted. So that clicked a bit this time. And the bowlers have done a marvelous job, they, I must say. They have um, indeed. They yeah. have indeed. That, yeah. was, that was actually going to be my next question. Like, What did you enjoy the most and where do you think the improvements lie? Because you've mentioned batting. Um, they've improved their batting. Like The batting by Jermaine Blackwood, he, his yeah. patience has been phenomenal in the second innings. Yeah. What I, li- what I, I liked about it is their approach. They batted with, with, with an, you know, with a plum, and they wanted to, it, it's obvious that they wanted to win this game. They bowled the side out for two, 200, and any time you bowl the side out for 200, you're looking to get to 400 to bat them out of the game. And they nearly did that. They, they were about 40, 50 runs short, um, because they, a couple of shots, that weren't the, weren't the best, but the guys buckled down. They, they showed that professional spirit that was needed uh, for test cricket. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't play any airy-fairy 20-20 shots. They really batted very well, and I was so glad that they, um, they came out on top. They deserved to win. Yeah, they definitely were the better sides in both innings. They batted and bowled beautifully, um, yeah. definitely. And you can really see the improvements that have been made by certain players. Um, I'm going to talk about Shane Dowrich later, but he's one player that really has worked and strived hard to improve since the 2017 series um, yeah. to make sure he was better and sharper. Um, even behind the stumps, encouraging the bowlers, encouraging the catchers in the slips, you could hear him quite audible um, on Sky. Um, there's been a lot um, of talk recently about a debt that is um, owed to the West Indies. Um, now, without this turning into a political interview, but not forgetting yeah. the Black Lives Movement either, how can we ensure more equality on the playing field? Well, the point about it is that, you know, if you look at the situation, it is starting with even with the ICC. You know, you have three three countries getting 180 million and the rest 80. I think they should be an equal share. And I think the West Indies should be treated, um, you know, should get a special dispensation in the sense that we have 14 islands. We're not one country and we have to fly everywhere. And I, I, I thought that that, to me, is a situation where when we were champions for 17 years, we didn't get any more money than anybody else, you know. Um, we got the same cut from the And the point is, you look at, at football. Does United get more than City or Liverpool or Chelsea from that from the, the, the pot? No. They get the same amount of money. 
and I think that that is that's that's how it should be done. What you could do is have that tier, like if you do in tennis. If you're the number one player, you get X. Number two, you get X. Number three, you get X. You know, you get extra for for getting there. But you all start out at a at a, at a certain amount. At an at an equal footing, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that is where they normally is. Is that we have to fly everywhere. We don't. We can't go by coach. Like you come in England, they give you a coach, and you travel all the way around. It doesn't. It doesn't cost them a lot. But we have to fly from island to island, from from Guyana to Jamaica, five hours or more. You know. It so it, it, they're long flights, and and as you know, it's very expensive. The hotels that we stay in, because we have to give these guys five star hotels, and we it's the high season. So, you know, um, we'll have to pay the same amount of money that they, they, the punter that comes every year um, for a holiday. So those are all the, the problems that we have, and I think that we need to, as I said, a special dispensation. Spencer, uh, a special dispensation, you say. But also, do you feel that the West Indies have in some, in some way been forgotten or ignored with the lack of sponsorship deals that... Certain players, well, you know, if you look well, at um, Virat Kohli, the, the sponsorship deals that he has and others, you know, one of my questions was um, going to be, Jason Holder is considered in social media quite recently the most underrated captain. Now, how many sponsorship deals has he actually been offered? Um, what about Shea Hope? What about, you know, these players, Shannon Gabriel, you know, all of these players that, you know, they're climbing, they're getting into the ICC um, table rankings. Jason's number one and number two, in, uh, number one all-rounder, number two. Um, yesterday they showed in the bowling um, for test figures. Um, our problem is that we don't have enough sports writers, uh, recognisable sports writers, to write about these things. You're doing it, really, um, <laughs> when, when we should have People in the West Indies writing about it, bring it to the, the fore. We have to, you know, we can't just depend on Michael Holding to do all the stuff. We got We all have to do our part. We, my, you know, when we were playing, when this is not the first time, you know, when we were champions, when we got to Australia, Dennis Lilly and, and um, Tony Gregg, they all they got all the big the big contracts. Good. Yeah. We, and then we ha we had to employ someone from England as um, as our agent, and who got a lot of things for us. So that is why when we played in Australia, when when they, they when money was like a hundred and thirty thousand when when India and these guys came, when we came it was sixty. Because they knew that we were going to win, so the the, the the prize money was reduced. Good. The only thing we got was the car, and even and even then we we got messed up with that at one stage, where the guy from Western Australia wanted when myself and Michael Holding, he got the most wickets, I got the most runs, and they gave it to him, and they were on the losing side. It's like the man of the match. The man of the match must must go to the winning team unless the losing team, the the guy did something spectacular. So, do you feel like there's still this kind of I, I don't know how to put this, discrimination or this kind of like, covered bias towards the West Indies? Well, I, I feel that, you see, when people, we we know that that is what the players now have to take on board. They have to start winning. 
and winning often, not now. Consistently. Then, you know, yeah, you got to continue. We won, we were champions for 17 years. Yeah. Jeffrey Dujan never played on a losing side yet. So the point is, is that um, we have to, the players now have to produce them. They have to go out there, win, win handsomely, and win often. And then you can say, well, hey, because if you have players who are averaging 25, nobody's going to be, you know, looking at that. They want to see you in the high 40s and that you are getting runs often and you're bowling as well as as um, Shannon Gabriel did. we got to go out there and show people that we have the metal, that we're strong enough. Yeah. Then we can demand things. But if, if you're only winning now, and you don't win again for another two tours. No, we want consistency. If I'm, if I'm, um, if I have a form, and I I need somebody to, to sort of project my form. I want a successful person or team, right? Yeah. So they, it's, the ball is in their court. We now have some of the best young bowlers around. We now have some of the best young batsmen around. It's up to the West Indies now to go out there and try and get and, you know, and show people what they're made of. Ensure that they remain test players as well yes, and yes. not not get lured away to, um, through, like I said, the sponsorship deals or the, the prize money from the IPL. That's That's something that I wanted to discuss with regards to there's been a lot of discipline that's been instilled to the te- into this team, um, and I've I've you know watched them grow since 2015. Um, you chose Jason as a captain. Um, he was a very young captain at the time, but it's a brilliant one that he's grown into. For someone like him and the team, how will how what do you think? What else needs to happen to ensure that they do remain Test players? They've got to start. Winning is a habit. They have to go out there, and once you start winning. You see, the point is, you go out there with this, not, not with this losing tag. You want to go out there to compete. It doesn't matter who you have. You have all the firepower you can think of. We have some of the fastest bowlers in the world. And we have quite a few in the ring. We have some terrific young batsmen. They now should want to join this team. Good and make it a better team. And I think Jason is the, the right person. When I when I chose him as captain, people were saying he was too young and he, you know, he didn't have the experience. But I said to them, to my other selectors that at 23, if he can, if can be successful, we would we can, we we don't have we wouldn't have to worry about a, a um any captain. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's very, very, very mature for somebody who oh, is... Oh, yes. He's, he's not even 30 yet. Young man. When I spoke to him first, because he asked to, to speak to me uh, when we when we had the academy, and we spoke for about an hour, and we asked one another questions, and, we, and then I said to myself, this is the guy that we need to lead. And I was right. Definitely. You definitely you know, made a very, very good um, choice there. Um, well, I, I'm glad that I did, because this... This guy, I think he's, he could be greater than all of us. <laughs> well, he's, that guy... he's, he's intelligent enough, he's young, um, and he's starting very early. You know, he, he's got a far way to go. Definitely. And I'd be very disappointed if our cricket under him 
doesn't sort of, you know, in, in, not in the ascendancy for, for years to come. Yeah. I mean, um, the fearsome four, uh, the fearsome foursome, I call them, of Shannon, Gabriel, Holder, Roach and Joseph, um, have been compared to the iconic bowlers of Andy Roberts, Michael Holding, Colin Croft and Joel Garner. Do you think that that's a fair comparison? Or, no, and I pers- I don't, no, you can't compare those. Those guys, those guys have done so so well. You'll have to do that in the next five or six years. Right. Then you're, now they, they, they have the potential, you know, but they have to be consistent. They have to be as menacing as those guys. And um, I think it's it's difficult to just say that they, they look as good as those guys in the past. But the point is, it's only a performance will be able to tell you. Yeah. You know, how good you are. A consistent uh, performance. Because over, over a period, too. Definitely. Because I thought, is it right to make a comparison or do you think it's right to allow the players to grow into their own brilliance? Yes, I think they should be able to create their own niche. Um, I think what we did should be a beacon and they should want to do much better than we did. We did. You, set the, you put the um, stepping stones down, laid the foundations. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. I... I, I told them that what I did was was I took the baton and ran and ran, and ran with it. So Frank Warren started something, Gary Sobers, and so on. So all we were trying to do is is carry on the tradition. Um, now with the ICC rankings, and as I mentioned, Jason is number one um, as the Test all rounder, whilst Ben Stokes um, was number two. Um, Jason's now risen to second in the bowling table as well. What did you What did you make of his captaincy um, and Stokes's in the first Test match? And in com- well, I don't want to say comparison again, but do you think it will be different with Root, who will be returning for the second Test? Well, Root, don't forget, Root is, is um, has done is been a captain for quite a while, and he would he would not sort of um, he would be a guy that would sort of I, I you know he has a little finer points about captaincy, no doubt about that. And it's obvious that it would be a pretty good contest. But don't forget, Jason won in in in, in, um, in the West Indies, and Joe Root was kept. Yeah, they um, they won two one. Yeah. It was it's unfortunate they didn't win three nil. Um, and Jason had yeah, to miss out yeah. the last match. It's obvious that whatever they, they do now, it's not going to be easy. And life was not meant to be easy anyway. So the point is, is that you always judge by the obstacles you overcome, and they'll have some of those. They came through some of those in the last in the last test. It, it was a good test of their character, and I'm positive that um, if they play in the same manner, I am sure because this pitch would be a little quicker. You know, there'd be a bit of moisture and rain about because it's Lancashire. So, definitely. You know. definitely. Um, leading up to my penultimate question. Um, the impact of no crowd, do you think that this helped or hindered either side? Well, I think it, it, can, it can help because you, you don't have to worry about people shouting, you know, and that sort of thing, that you can go out there and just concentrate on your game. So that was excellent for the... Yeah, and yeah. I focus. Um, yeah, both, both sides of it. Um, and as a final question, Sir Clive, um, what would be your musical request? Now, this is something that we um, we ask all of our guests on 98 Not Out. What would be your uh, musical request? I'm guessing something jazz-wise? Uh, me? Uh, um, 
You have to you have to have that Bob Marley song, man, because um, what is it called again? Uh, One Love. There we go. One Love by Bob Marley. Brilliant. Well, we will be making sure to play that to close us out this evening. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for talking to us. It was, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and thank you again for your time. Yeah, no problem, my dear. It has been a pleasure, and I hope to see you again Definitely. sometime soon.